Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's lads, dads, and a couple of beers. Big Al and Dave chatting to a couple of peers, covering the topics that you're gonna wanna hear, making you laugh your ass off while holding back the tears. Crazy stories, celebrity guests. Come and take a minute to relieve some stress. Regardless of your background, religion, or wealth, the most important conversation is about mental health. Sponsored by F2B Clothing from Buntingford Brewery. Well, blimey, what an intro. That was incredible. Where's all that come from? Well, we've levelled up, haven't we, Series 2? <laughs> leveled up. Is that what you do? Is that, that down with I the kids? No idea. No idea. But, I mean, look, thank you, everyone, for coming back to Series 2. Yeah, um, surely if it means we've leveled up, that we've both got to be better looking. And I, I say I say I've leveled up. I've today. I don't know if you can hear the background, but I'm practically recording in my garden. I've I've got I've got my back doors open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <that's it. laughs> easy. Let, let me just shut my back door. Hold on. There is no jokes. <laughs> oh, hold on. Two sex. It's not often he shuts his back door. I'll be honest. Right, um. I took my headphones off this. I can't even hear if you're, you're slacking me up. <laughs> but yes, the back door is closed. No, I thought because it's such a sunny day, I don't really be stuck upstairs recording. Um, no, it's so- wonderful. Our beats the old dungeon upstairs that we were recording in last series. Well, so. there you go. But let's talk about it. Look, series two, we're back with a bang. Um, as you hear there, we've got a fantastic new intro. Big up to Formsy. Forms, go yeah. to him on TikTok. He's um, a very well-known up-and-coming Hertfordshire rapper. Yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah, it's good. It's it's cool. I love it. Love all that. Yeah, and you'll but notice no, yeah. as well. We've um, you've, and you'll notice as well that we've got a a new a new clothing sponsor. We do, yes. So we've been approached by um the guys at FTB, um, and they would like to come on board and sponsor the podcast. And what makes them so different is that um, a percentage of their proceedings goes to um mental, mental health, health charity yeah which yeah. is really good so it's a very good fit welcome on board everybody at ftb and um, we hope you're all well yeah thank you again to my fox apparel for last season series one yeah we definitely appreciate definitely. you guys um obviously we've still, we've still got very close close friendship so yeah thank you very much but yeah series two we we have got some some belters of some guests yeah it's all it feels like mate it's almost all of a sudden become quite serious last, last series um it was a bit of a laugh wasn't it yeah, it was me and you just having a laugh. The world's opened up, so we've got some new challenges coming with season two and keeping people engaged. And the the playlist of guests for series two, um, I think it's only fair to say, mate, it's already done. The next 20 episodes is booked well, and pretty much. drawn on. And I mean, we had a meeting, we, didn't we, last night or the night before, mm-hmm. and, and we sat down on a spreadsheet and just we, we just couldn't believe how many confirmed guests we've got. Yeah, so it's re- really good. Um, we're not going to tell you who they are. No, we're not. Um, not for the time being, anyway. And not, not, not. Definitely not in episode one because we mm. don't want. We want you to come back every single week. We don't want you to pick and choose. Yeah. So obviously, we're still sponsored by the fantastic people up at Bunterford Brewery. Oh yeah, let's not forget. Let's not forget Charles and Andy. Um, it's been a while since we've seen them. Um, they are absolutely rushed off their feet. So you guys that listen to the podcast are doing an amazing job, job at keeping them busy mm. um, and showing your support in Buntingford Brewery on the back of our podcast. So, yeah, it's fantastic. They're still doing a wonderful job. They are. I'm drinking the old new one, the old Tropic today. 
What are you watching? Oh, nice. I am on Twitch all, um, which is it's a nice little it's a nice little nip when the can when I just the say it's nice. Well, <laughs> so it's, sorry, just to cut you off there, but one thing I do want the listeners to know because I feel like we have to be honest to our listeners, honest to the fans. It's a Saturday morning, and it's only what quarter past eleven, and we're both drinking. So, well, the, the, when the, when the weather beckons, and as the the fantastic Andy King said, rose all day. So. Well, it is mad that, isn't it? Because you wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and crack open a beer at quarter past eleven on a cold December. I'm, I'm talking bullshit. I would. But that's but geez, that's a really good point because we had this funny enough. Me and the wife were having this conversation the other day, a couple of weeks ago, when the sun was shining. We went to the zoo and I got really badly sunburned, like all over my head and everything like that. As everybody knows, I don't have any hair, um, and I don't normally burn. Like I'm just normally all right. Like a factor five, and I'll be okay. Um, I didn't put anything on, and my head burnt to a crisp. Literally, wow. it was it was as red as a tomato. Like mate, and, out of um, Home Alone. Yeah, like him. Like, <laughs> like the Bunsen burner's been on his head. Yeah. Um, but the point I was making was when Kelly put suntan lotion on me the next day, I instantly felt like I was on holiday from the smell. I know it's weird. That's really strange. And I think that coincides with the sun shining where you can think, think you can drink at 20 past nine in the morning. I'm on holiday. What's it now? Exactly. And do you know, I was on holiday last week, um, myself and the family and a bunch of other Mm. families from the school who, you know, um, Mm -hmm. we went down to Haven uh, we had a nice little holiday up there in Garmouth. It's all we can do really at this time. You know, they've, they've shut they've shut most of the countries now, so we can't go abroad. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was drinking at like quarter past nine in the morning. I don't give a shit to tell people that. It's holiday, isn't it? Yeah, it, different, different rules for holiday. Speaking um, of having a good pro- drink and all, sorry, go on, go, go, go say what you can say. No, go say. I, I was just going to say that um, obviously we know that I do a lot of driving for my job. And when the, the sun is shining and I'm drinking a beer going up the M1 on, on a Monday morning, is probably not such a good thing of feeling like I'm on holiday. I've got suntan yeah. lotion on my head because I'm going to get burnt because my car's got a glass roof. I instantly think I'm on holiday, but instead I'm having a couple of cans driving up the M1 going to work. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we've all been there. <laughs> but no, speaking of having a couple of cans, we'll see, we, we, before the last episode went out, we had my, since then we've had my birthday night out. Yeah, so your birthday night out. Tell the people about that. Well, it kind of it it was a good one. It was Champions League final night. We got to our local spot, the View, and luckily, if, and it was one of those rare occasions that every time every person in the group chat, like all ten of them, turned up. Um, we were out in force, mate. We were, and um, we must talk about one person and one person only on that night out. I think we all me? know who, who know. We all know who we're going to be talking. Me, about. the life and soul of the party. Me. No. Oh, come on! I was drinking that night. You I were actually, shout out. To be fair, I'll give you credit. You did put a few away. Cheers. You did. Bullet. You, 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 <laughs> 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 you wasn't the you wasn't the boring fucker you normally are. But um yeah, who, who, who do you think we've got to mention? Um purely on consistency and volume, it's got to be Marky P. I mean, what an absolute cannon this geezer is. <laughs> For people who don't know who Marky P is, he he's he's been my best mate since I was about 15. We met on a building site where Marky was a labourer. And he would just chuck barrels over his shoulder. He's a he's a, he's, a, he's an absolute mm. colossal giant of a guy. Yeah, he's just one of these blokes just born. He was born with shoulders like a rugby player. Mm. I mean, his poor mother. She could barely <laughs> walk, 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 walk who he is. But 
he he um he just everyone was saying so because not many people met Marky on the night out. So I've got loads of different varied amount of friends, and they all said the same thing like. Is he all right? Like, is he an alcoholic? He's not an alcoholic, but Mark is sort of person. He drinks vodka, cranberry, and lemonade, but he drinks it so quick that he will get four. Like it's Ribena. Yeah, he'll get four of them, four vodka, cranberry, lemonades, and he'd ask for it in a pint glass because his theory is by the time I've finished one, you'll still be working your way through your sips. So I'd rather just be on the same drink pattern as everyone. I think but... it's actually vodka, black currant, and lemonade. From... Oh, because it... I remember thinking. Because I remember somebody asking him, is that cranberry? And he was like, no, it's blackcurrant, which was really different. So it's just like an alcoholic fizzy Ribena. Um, but it's just the sheer volume. Now, Mark is really fit. He's in great shape. He trains really hard. Um, but he he can put drink away like I've never seen. It, it, it's reminiscent of old school binges. Yeah. Like, um, just necking off these vodkas, necking off Jaeger bombs at half time for the football. <laughs> yeah. Mate. He's older than me, like, and I'm like, mate, I'm 40. I can't drink like that. Like, I couldn't even drink like that when I was 18. Yeah, but, and, he, he, and he'll get up the next day and just, just he'll be fine. He'll go well, he next... put in the group chat, didn't he? Got up in the morning, had a quick workout, drove to South End, and spent the day in South End. And he must have been hanging. No, he, he must he's, have been. But he's not. He just gets on with it. What an absolute legend you are, Mark. Yeah, thank you but, for coming out. But thank you, everyone, for coming out for my birthday night. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for the birthday messages. So it, it was a wonderful night. We had a great it, time. It was. We, we, me, me, Dave, and Anthony, my next door neighbour. We, um, oh, and Rick Scully, Scully and Rick, Dad, yeah. We, um, we tucked off early, didn't we? To go, we, we left about half eleven. Yeah. Um, spent spent probably about an hour and a half in the kebab shop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, do you know what was the funny thing about that was we got our absolutely filthy food and sat there and ate it. But then we had a civilised conversation about um, would mental they health. like to come on the podcast yeah. and their own mental health and everything yeah. like that. Everybody else in the in the kebab shop was like, these geezers are fucking nuts, mate. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me, you and Rick Scully, who is Scully dad on TikTok. We've always grown up in Wellington City. Yeah, so we're like the OGs, it, it, isn't we, really? Yeah, so like Wellington City to us, going on a night out in Wellington City is a lot of reminiscing, a lot of talking about times of old, whereas Anthony that lives next door to Alex, big up and we had a great chat. Um, he is new to the area, so he's only yeah, just moved to the area. So, so he doesn't know Wellington City. So we were showing him the the highlights that were Wellington City kebab shop. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, exactly. mate, we're here. Yeah, series two. Se- series two, There's episode one. Uh, tell you about what we've, what we've been up to and everything like that. We've got a new sponsor, Bunny for Brewery, still with us. Great new intro. We've got lots of fantastic things coming up. And we were a bit sort of um and ahhing about what to do with our first guest for our series two because we've yeah, got a lot in the pipeline. We have got a lot in the pipeline, but I think we've gone in big. I think yeah. we've gone in big for the start. Um, for me, this person is TV royalty. Yeah, um, definitely. Everybody knows who this person is. With with all we have to say is her character's name, and everybody will know who this person is. What um, is that character name, Dave? That character name is Heather. Heather Trot. Heather Trot from EastEnders. Um, Obviously, her real name is Cheryl Ferguson. She is a very established actor. Now, that's one of the things I want to talk about, Cheryl. Why are females not actresses anymore? Why are they? I all think they changed now? that. They changed that, didn't they? Because it was it was deemed sexist. Oh, well, I'll ask her about that anyway because I don't mind asking. But yeah, Cheryl is a very established 
actor um, has been in the industry for a very long time. We've gone through a bit of a time where we've reached out to people and we're just getting yeses. But yes, it followed up, but followed up yeses. We, I get asked this question quite a lot. How do you get so many people? And like, yeah, I get how do you it. Get, well. how, how do you get it? And I'm like, well, they don't all, like they'll say yes. I would say 40, 50% of the people we ask will say yes, but they'll ghost you. Mm. Now that's absolutely fine because we, we've learned that a lot of people then sometimes come back about seven weeks later and go, sorry, I was doing this, doing that. I can do it on this day. And then we've gone and recorded with them. But there are, one or two people and i'm not going to say their names because um i don't think it'll be fair but who no, were, we don't who, need to do that who have said yeah i'll do it i'll come on here's my agent we speak to their agent they're like okay yeah um, i can get him on this time and then you go back to them and they're like okay we can do this time and then they come back and go oh well my agent's saying this and you go back to the agent and they're like and you're going back and forth back and forth and then the agent turns around and said well it's actually this person that doesn't want to do it they don't want to do it and i'm like well i've yeah. spoken to them and they've said they do want to do it no, no, oh, well, he's lying. Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to say who his name is. Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we should get too wrapped up in that whole thing because the industry is a really funny game, but it is worth letting people know, so the listeners, that this kind of stuff happens. So we approach people, they come back to us and say yes, um, but they tell us to speak to their agent directly. We go and speak to their agent and their agent might not think that it is also a good fit for them. Um, Having said that, I do need to say that I spoke to quite a few celebrities and they're like, celebrities just love saying yes. They'll never say no, mm. but we got some really nice rejections. Yeah, I, I, and I, think I, I don't if, want to say who, who the celebrities are, but they got like a really nice like, like messages back. No, but I think if you're a human being, you see that our approach and our approach is the way that we are. Um, mm. And it just might not work for people that, like me and Al have learned over the past six months that these people are ridiculously busy. Yeah. The people that are in the public eye, you, you, the listeners might not see what they do on TV for nine months, but they're filming that all in the same period of time. So yeah. I, I'm not going to name old guests, but some of the old guests were so busy. Bear in mind, a podcast is a free platform. So me and Al do not pay anybody to come onto this um, podcast and have a chat. Everything we have been rejected where people will ask for fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People do ask for fees and the big podcasts will pay fees to get certain guests on. That's worth saying as well. Um, but when you're dealing with, an individual's calendar that's not only bus- busy within the industry, but you're trying to fit in a free podcast. So you're giving up an hour's worth of time for a free podcast. It's hard. It is yeah. hard. Yeah. But our, all credit to Alex. He's sitting opposite me on, on Zoom. I can see him on the screen and he doesn't get the credit that he deserves, that he goes he goes after these celebrities and schmoozes them, chats to them and everything like that and makes it happen. Um, a lot of it has to work around my job as well, which is worth saying. Um, so I have a full-time job that I, I, I'm committed to and that I love doing. Um, and we, we make the guests work around that. Yes, nicely said, Dave. Mm. Well, I don't. You know, I'll say people ask me what my job is at the moment. I haven't really got one. I mean, I'm getting thrown in fountains and mm. hypnotised and God knows what for social media content at the moment for Ryan Tricks, who will be a guest. So yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment. But yeah, look, do you know what? We've waffled on long enough. Let's get this amazing guest on. 
let's get her on. So without further ado, I'll do the introductions for, for episode one. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, the fantastically talented Cheryl Ferguson. How are you? <laughs> yeah, do a round of applause, yeah, definitely. I'll do it to myself these days. It's sad, isn't it? Um, <laughs> oh, no, all good. How are you guys? Are you all right? We're very oh, well. We're very, lovely. very well. Yeah. yeah um, well, I've, I've learned that you have to actually ask that twice now. You have to ask a couple of times. Are you all right? Yes. No, are you yeah. all right? Yes. That's yeah. a really good point. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Um, the, the mental health thing, the asking each other if you're okay, we actually have to mean it now. So rather <laughs> yeah. than it's just a passing comment. Absolutely. But yeah. It's interesting as well, because when we had um, Will Manning on from Capital Radio, that was the one of the things that he said, that he was trying to almost get trending and, and, and put out mm. there, yeah. that whole, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm fine. No, no, no. Yeah. Are you actually all right? Yeah, I think Roman Roman Kemp made that quite aware mm. on his, um, yeah. his documentary, um, obviously talking about Joe, his producer. And yeah, uh, you know, there's a whole load of stuff. And it, it, I think it really did make people think about we all go, yeah, we're fine, thanks. And mm-hmm. whether we are or whether we're not, it's just the general British way, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. stiff it's, up a little um, get up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Keep, comment, keep, yeah. keep calm and carry on. That's right. Yeah. The sticking plasters. I think. I think that's what I like to call ourselves. We just like to sort of put sticking plasters on things rather than actually dealing with what what is really the problem. But you know, we're we're sort of. We, we like to think we're real rufty tufties and we, you know, we're kind of brought up to be, you know, stand up for yourself and, mm. and all those sort of things. But actually, a lot of people can't do that. A lot mm. of people um, struggle with it. And, you know, over this, specifically this year and a half, it's been challenging for the most positive of people. Mm. And I've, I'm a positive person. So for me, even, I'm like, you know what? This has actually really challenged me. And I'm watching people around me going, oh, gosh, they, they, you know, they, 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 there's real help needed. And it's just the simple things. It's just the simple things. But, mm. you know. That, well, that's a great place to start, Cheryl. So um, you, you're probably most famous for a certain role of a certain character in EastEnders, which we've covered on the introduction. So that that's Heather Trot. Um, how, how has lockdown and the last 12 months in COVID been, been treating you? How's work been and how's life been and right. how's your mental that's, health been? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, work has been, was almost non-existent for all that mm. time. Our industry has been shocked to be quite honest with you. Mm. Um, and is scrabbling and scrambling to get back um, on its feet. Um, and luckily, at the moment, touch um, cardboardy wood that I have in front of me. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's you know I'm I'm lucky enough to be back in a filming and, to, and filming two different things, which is lovely at the moment. Oh, great! But it's um, and and you know it's to step actually, I've, I've been touring for the last four and a half years. So for me to actually go back into a studio and and um, be you know in front of cameras again and have that sort of discipline, which is totally different from live audience, is just lovely. But of course it's COVID, so you're you know masks on, masks off, mm. COVID tests uh, every other day plus your lateral. So you're doing there's a different routine to everything yeah so but over the actual um time that we were sort of you know i think everyone said the same thing first lockdown you think yay yippee i'm having a lovely time i'm having a break i'm off that hamster wheel for a minute you know and it's it's kind of okay you think oh gosh i've discovered how to you know put a plant in a pot and that's very exciting Mm. but then now i think it's gone now to that stage where uh, you just need as human beings, we need to socialize and we need to be with people. And we 
unfortunately, what's happened is we've kind of become a lot isolated. And it was very community in the beginning. I noticed that, you know, we're all clapping for the NHS, which is amazing. Mm. We're all, we were out on the streets doing things like that as a community, which I, I love. Yep. But, but as the time's gone on, it's almost kind of reversed itself where people we said exactly the same selfish. thing yeah a, um it, literally two episodes ago we, we, yeah. we, we it's almost like everyone's forgotten what we've all been through yeah the, the human race is being a, a dickhead the yeah. human race is an incredible thing how quickly we for, can, can forget how yeah. how horrible and destructive it was for all of us to be locked in you can't see your yeah. families you can't see your friends um cheryl just so you know i, I lost a grandparent at christmas right, okay. to, to covid right. so right. i've been i've been on that line and yeah. I, I i work in healthcare i don't work on the direct front line but i i um yeah you're in you you're in the know of what's yeah I, I i distribute products into the nhs basically right, okay. um yeah. and ugh, i just I thought people would come out of it nicer than what they Well, I was hoping that. I was really hoping that we were going to get back to, okay, we, you know, we were all sort of, um, we were all overdosing literally on box, box sets mm-hmm. on our television in the beginning, which for me was like a busman's holiday, but I was actually thoroughly enjoying it. I was just like, yeah. oh, I, I, oh, and we were, you know, everyone was recommending what we should watch and what we shouldn't watch, and we were all, yeah, all kind of on the same wavelength. Nice. Yeah. yeah, or you were listening to the radio, or you mm-hmm. were you're doing things that were you don't normally have time to do. But I think what happened, and then, like you said, people were kinder to each other. They were, they were nice. But I think, you know, I, I just... I, I don't know if I'm just a, a big old hippie at heart, to be quite honest with you. And I've always been one of these that have gone, we really have to work together to, to, to get it. Otherwise, yeah. we are, we are going to lose it. And that's yeah, the okay. planet. That's the, our mental health. That's, you know, our relationships. That's everything. If you do not work at something with the help of other people, then you're going to lose it. And that's that's all it it's just about support, it's just about um being aware, it's just about educating people, it's about educating yourself. I mean, I've had some amazing discussions over the last year and a half with people who I really probably wouldn't have had discussions with, but mm. you kind of forced into that sort of situation and think, oh, um I, I, I you know, I've become like during lockdown, I was doing a lot of live um uh um what you call it uh, instagram things instagram yeah. Lives, yeah yeah and and um a li- and more singing the things i haven't done before and not necessarily to put inflict poor other people with my stuff but actually for my own cre- i'm a creative so i had to yeah. carry on being creative it's as mm. simple as that you have to carry on doing what you want to do and you know so you know i thought oh i'll crack on with a bit more of my autobiography and i'll crack on a bit more with uh doing this and do you know what I might get a paint by numbers. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because yeah, I, just staying creative. It's just something, you know. Mm. Bit, well, it's, it's a, it, it was kind of the it, same for for me. In, in, yeah, in yeah like, and me. I was going to say because we, I we stopped filming with with uh probably November top before there was a lockdown in like November December as well, wasn't it? There was like a four yeah, week. Yeah, there was the one, but we, yeah, I didn't get taken he, off my tour till March. Of yeah. The, the March, the the I call it the main March when we yeah 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 when we could no longer march on literally yeah we stopped filming in the November time and we didn't do any well I haven't still done anything to them to this day and that whole thing of like like you said you've got to stay creative if you've got a creative mind and your mindset in your in your personal being is to be creative 
you, you've got to stay on that train. Otherwise yeah. you will just go crazy. And that's yeah, and when also, come inside with, with launching the podcast, which was fantastic. Absolutely. And um, it's awful as well, because financially, including myself, we, we were all, we're all, unless you were working, it was really, it's a struggle. It's yeah. been a complete and utter genuine struggle. And I just kind of go, okay, they all think that when you've been on the telly, um, you, you got, you're loaded. Well, I'm not yeah. like, you know, I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio or I'm not mm. on that. I'm not on that list. You know what I mean? I don't live in a 3.5 million house. Uh, I wish I did, but I don't, you know. Um, well, I don't wish I do, actually, if I'm honest. I don't. But um, but it's like, you know, you have to carry on. But I did find it very upsetting when um, the government was basically telling our industry to go and retrain into something else and do something else. And I just thought, yeah, that was you're weird. insulting me because yeah, I have done this for 30 odd years and yes, I could drive a truck. I love driving and driving is a, a thing I love to do. You know, I would love to be a, a presenter on top gear or something. I, it's my, it's my thing, but uh, don't tell, you know, don't tell me that, you know, uh, go and retrain and, you know, go and deliver parcels for Amazon and go and retrain or something. Well, there's nothing wrong with delivering parcels for Amazon or any other company or whatever, but nah, that's it. you're, no, just, insulting, you're yeah. just insulting my Work when you've work. worked so hard to be where you are. Well, I yeah, want to and- say you retrain, mate. Yeah, Actually, yeah. you retrain you because I, I don't, I'm not. I'll tell you what, I'll retrain in what you're doing, and we'll see. If you can yeah, do let's face it up. If, if you fucked it up, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a social campaign of. Now you, you might, Al, you might have seen this. I don't know, Cheryl, if you if you saw this, but there was a poster campaign. Um, running through central London, and it was a ballerina, and they were asking the ballerina to retrain to do something else. Mm. And she was like, "Do you not realise that what I do is an art form, much yeah. similar to to acting?" Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I just well, find I it completely insulting. Like they wouldn't ask me to retrain. Okay, no. so I, I I work for for a healthcare company. I haven't lost a day's work i've been working all the way through it sometimes you have we have been worried for our own safety and our health part of yeah. one of my distributions is in east london which for a long time was the hot point Absolutely, and, yeah. Yeah. but you wouldn't you you wouldn't insult me and say go and retrain and do something else exactly. like, i just it's just no, wrong. but also i just want to i mean to kind of lay this sort of bit of discussion to rest i just wanted to kind of turn around and say have you been sitting watching the telly, listening to the radio, listening to some music, uh, doing a bit of artwork? Have you been doing anything arts related? Because if you have, that's what we do. And mm. you've kind of, that's what's been restrictive, but you're all right to watch it. You're all right to take our industry and, and use it and for the whole t- of that time. But you, you know, you're not going to like, you're telling us to retrain now and, and um, you, you won't need it. You don't need us. Well, actually, mm. you do need us. We mm. are as part of that. We are part of the cogs, like anybody else. Yeah, everybody. Not, I'm is, not yeah. saving a life, but do you know what? I might be saving a life. I might be saving a life by somebody thinking, I don't know what, you know, uh, I don't know how I feel. I feel really down. Oh, I might watch a comedy. I might just watch something that makes picks me up. I might. Oh, just come on, whatever. You don't know what is going on. on, on. No, no, and I think I think that that is a superb point to make sure it really is yeah um for a start it's not easy for people to retrain don't take advantage of the the fact that you are a really established actor in your field i couldn't do that like don't 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 just say you can retrain as somebody else because yeah their job is equally as hard but 
you're right. Like, don't don't take it. Don't disrespect well, people's just, professions. Absolutely. And your, your your character um, when you was in EastEnders is a relief for someone. There is somebody out yeah. there that watches EastEnders, and that's their release. That's yeah. their yeah. they can sit there and watch it and just zone out, and that's their happy place. Be entertained. Yeah. Be entertained. Yeah. And also, I think it's about identification. I mean, you know, I hear people, <laughs> I mean, I live up north now. It's quite interesting that, you know, it's like, oh, don't watch that one down there. It's depressing. It's, you know, and you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be. Um, and like, well, we only watch Baroness. No, we only watch Emmerdale. Oh, we don't watch that Hollyoke thing. No, no, no. You know, it's, like, it's a little bit like that. And it's, what is quite funny is that I always have to explain that we all do the same job. Mm. everybody in every single soap and drama we do the same job all we're doing is telling a story and we might get one story one year you might get it the next year you might get they go round and round in circles yeah, and yeah sure but it's about identification and the writing and what who can identify with that character now my the character i played these senders identified with children they loved mm. her if I, I could go around the supermarket and a five-year-old could be like tugging on its you know, care of parents, whatever mm. um, thingy, and going, mummy, mummy, lady from the telly, and the, and the parent would go, no, no, it's not. And I'd look at the kid and go, yes, yes, I am, because it's important to tell them that they were right, and the pe- the parent was going, no, it's not. She's not. That's a nice engaging party. moment as well. Mm. You I think a lot yeah. of celebrities don't do that. No, but but the thing is, it's, it is it's important. So you know who was identifying you. I had a lot of um, special needs um, young people. Um, uh, in you know, uh, people they could identify with her because she went through a lot of gambit of emotions and she could interact with a lot of people on the square that were having. You know, uh, she was the underdog, but she would all, always be positive. She would always try to kind of push through it, and mm. you know. Um, so I think a lot. Of let, let, let's like, talk. Let's yeah. Talk let's about talk about Heather Trot. Let, let's oh, yeah, talk cool. about Heather Trot because it's a really interesting subject. Um, so there, there's a couple of things to me, Cheryl. Like, f- firstly, when you took that role at, at EastEnders, did you have any idea that Heather would become one of like the top ten EastEnder icons ever? Well, probably like, in soap as well. Top ten in soap. Well, yeah. well, I don't, know. I don't know about that, boys. But it's really weird. I do. I do. It's, so it's really weird. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this one. I was actually in EastEnders about two and a half years before I played Heather. I played a very small character, um, uh, and they can't bring a character back uh, or change the character. It, it's, it's a couple of years on. It was then you had to be two years out of it for one character to come back as another. Um, and quite a lot of them in EastEnders have been previous characters of other things before. Right. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, Linda Henry played Shirley. Um, she played somebody's mum years and years ago in it, and um, before she became back was Shirley. So we, you know, um, but I remember um, getting the um, getting the, the the sort of call to go to it, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. And I went to the audition and I thought, oh gosh, this is quite big because um, uh, I remember watching it. I watched it from day one as a student. I watched it. I know. I remember the first episode. Um, my mum was alive then, and she sort of said, "Oh, you know, you want to get yourself into that girl." And I went, "Oh, I'd love to," you know, sort of thing. Um, um, unfortunately, she didn't stay alive long enough to see me in it. But uh-huh. I used to go sit on Arthur's bench and talk, talk, have a chat with her, and so, you mm-hmm. know, sort of tell her things. But um, um, but it was really it was a weird thing that you. Uh, I went uh, I went there, and there was nobody else. Normally, you get like. 
500 people looking like you going into the audition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I went into this room and there was like nobody else around. It was towards the end of the day and I thought, this is a bit odd. And they put me on camera and they made me chat away and talk and um, and then they made me read a few things. And then it wasn't until afterwards that I realised that nobody else had gone up for it. It was oh, written. really? Yeah, it was written. Wow. So I didn't know that. And a guy called Alex Lamb created the character. He's now producer on uh, uh, The Bay um, mm. and things like that, the series. But he used to be create characters at Enders and he created Heather. And so I was I was finally supposed to be in it for about three or four episodes. And they kind of put you in as a sort of tester and then they mm. take you out. And then when they get a reaction, they're like, where's that girl gone? You know what I mean? We we, mm. we like her. Um, so they then they put you in and you sort of, it goes on from there. But I just remember the talk that was the discussion after, after the three or four episodes saying, right, let's have a little chat about Hev. What, what, what do you think she's like? You know, what does she think? What do you think she is like? Tell me a bit about what you think she's, she comes from, her background, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I kind of, the headbands were my idea, which I, in a way I wish I had done because <laughs> I actually had headaches for the whole of the time I was there because they looked high you never want a headband they really go on your temple yeah so I learned in the end to not have the hard ones but ask them for the soft cloth ones or something with a bit of padding on but um yeah so the, the, the headband was my idea and I basically said oh um I'd given a backstory saying that my dad had told me he he me and, that, that you were introduced to my mum on his and she was an old cow basically but there was um wasn't there something about saw... your mum selling babies do i remember yes, that right? my mum sold babies with aunt babe with babe yeah. yeah so um um so she was a bit of a cow and she was a horrible to heather she was really horrible um there were scenes with me me and um uh uh judy who played it who who was actually mrs bouquet played on yeah, those yeah 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 she played my mum um so judy cornwall so it was really weird but we never saw my dad and that's an interesting story. I'll tell you about that in a minute, but if if I if I may. <laughs> but, um, but I um but uh so I never and I sort of said to them, oh, maybe when she was younger, uh, before her dad left her, she her dad said she was looked pretty with her head in a headband. And so she that's the memory she has of her dad. So she always wears a headband, it reminds her of her dad. And that's the mm. only nice thing. And the mum's so horrible that the dad is the kind of you know thing. Um but I remember <laughs> Very quickly, Linda and I went to a charity thing with my agent and stuff, and and um, Bob Hoskins was there, and wow. uh, and he said, um, uh, Linda said, oh, you you should come and play Cheryl's dad for. He went, yeah, all right, I'll play, I'll play her dad for a few few episodes. I was like, Linda and I the next day we ran into <laughs> and we went, Bob Hoskins wasn't. And they went, and they and they were sort of went, no, nah, he doesn't. And we went, yes, he does. Spoke to him last night. Get onto it. Da, da, da. And they never did. And oh. it's one of those regrets that I would have loved Bob Hoskins to be my Can dad. Can you imagine I, that? It would have been amazing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I mean, it's it, one of my kind of like, oh, you should have done that, EastEnders. There's some things sometimes you, you just need to listen to what we're saying, you know. But, mm-hmm. um, it's really but, weird you talk about the process because my uncle's an actor. Um, right. And he was in EastEnders, uh, like a three episodes in, I think it was about 1998. And then he went up for the audition for Charlie Slater. And okay. they, they didn't give it to him based on the fact that he was in for three episodes. Ah, uh, which is that's... such a shame because he was he was in. Um, do you remember Citizen Smith from the seventies? Yes, he was speed yeah. speed in that. Um, oh, I know. Well, Bob Lindsay is somebody I've worked with. Bob Lindsay for 
lots and lots of things. So for yeah. me, Wolfie. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> sorry, Wolfie. I'm just sticking my hand up like Wolfie used to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, for those that are wondering what I'm doing, um, which they won't wonder because it's on thingy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but that. But again, that's a shame because of the three episodes. He wasn't two years later, and they yeah. needed to translate then. Yeah. You know, such so, a shame. Such a shame. Uh, it's a shame, actually. Oh, so you could have been related, been related Alex. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So Cheryl, does uh, I'm 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 gonna preempt your answer already, but Heather, Heather follows you everywhere now. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, people still do. I say surprisingly, um, I did. I think she did sort of um, have quite an impact on a lot of people. Mm. Um, at the height of being in Enders, it was very strange. I mean, I would literally get people screaming in my ear, like, and I'd look around and say, "What's that?" It's just as Justin Bieber walked in, I was like proper wondering what was going on. You know, I mm. couldn't get my head around it. And it was quite hard for my son at the time, who was about seven. And for him to, he already had sort of a lot of problems of his own. He had ADHD and stuff like that. So for him to understand what his mum was doing and like for me to kind of have a quite a normal life with him as such, in inverted commas, taking him to theme parks, taking him to the zoo, doing things that parents, you know, all those things became quite difficult and I used to have to get him involved in it as in people would want photographs constantly constantly so I'd always have to go to theme parks with people yeah so that they could go on the rides with him because I couldn't go on the rides because I was too busy having photographs taken which is lovely but in the end he used to get the up obviously because having ADHD that that sometimes he you know, the sort of uh, concentration span was very difficult. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we'd have special parties to get on rise quicker for him. And they thought, oh, she's doing it to use her privilege. And I was saying, no, it's actually, he can't stand in a queue for two hours. It's not. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't. Uh, my oldest daughter has ADHD. Right. Okay. So um, you'll, you so, understand. You'll get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I understand an amount of it. It's still quite. Yeah hard well, for me to grasp everything that, that well, she feels and yeah. things like that. Well, the thing is, it's really strange because he went to a special educational needs school. Um, he was really, he's like, all I can describe is that the, the advert when the, the mum's in the supermarket and the kid just goes and whacks everything off the shelf. Yeah. That's what he used to do. And I used to literally wow. have to sit on him in the middle of things, calm mm-hmm. him down. And then they put him on, they put him on Ritalin and a thing called Concerta when he was quite young, about maybe seven eight they put him on this stuff and like he became like a sort of zombie and i was like yeah it works for some children it works for some children but it didn't work and i remember taking a summer off of all work and i said right i'm gonna get my boy straight and i looked at his diet i looked at um talking to different people um and literally sort of it took a lot of time but now you know he's this 20 nearly 22 year old at Lipper, which is Paul McCartney's school up here in Liverpool. Um, wow. At Lipper doing screen acting, theatre acting. Got in it without me even knowing. He forged my signature on the audition thing. <laughs> really? I didn't even know he was going for it. Went up, got it under his own name, my own esteem. He's got a different surname to me and everything. I mean, just he does. And, and literally, he's kind of bright as a button. And that's what you'll find. That a lot of it's a lot mm. of it is about... I need to be creative. I need to get yeah, definitely. And do this. My my daughter Marley, she's not she's not a, as much of a sufferer as that, so she isn't medicated no. or anything like that. No. But, but I got him off she, it. I weaned him off. She, it, she certainly finds things hard. I mean, yeah. 
Uh, for for a few years, Cheryl, I did kids football, and there right. was a few there was a few ADHD kids there that were Ritalin induced, and yeah, yeah that's a, that's a really hard. Yeah, drug I, I, I had to, to get him off kid. I had to get him off it. Just it works for some children, it didn't work for him, and you know, and for me, it was really important. It was a challenging time, but you know, people say now when I tell the story or when he tells the story, they go, "We would never know," you know, and and he's not, you know, mm. he was. He had one to ones at school. He, I, I put, you know, I made sure he went to a mainstream school in the end, purely because as long as he had the support, I thought it was important for people around him to see. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Life is about all sorts. Life is about um, all sorts of people, and you need to be intermingled. I don't yes. believe in segregation. I believe in intermingling and educating people to go. Mm. Okay, that person may be a different culture, be a different religion, be a different sexuality, be a da 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 da. I believe in actually saying, right, this is the gambit of, of things. This is called life. We're in that merry little um, bubble called life. Let's just um, try and sort of uh, we'll work, it out, work it out. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about that from a parenting point of view, Cheryl, especially for you. So mm. um, y- your son's openly homosexual as well. Yeah, he's gay. Yeah, he's, um, um, yeah. He, which I mean, is he, fantastic. But for you as a parent, so mm. let, let's just trim that back to for for the gu- the guys that are listening that are parents and they yes. might face issues like this that are yep. going forward. For you, yep. as somebody that is um, famous and a face that is recognised, how do you deal with all those sort of things as parenting? Does it make your parenting harder? Does it bring on anxiety for you as a parent? Um, oh, especially God. from both sides, from the yeah. ADHD to taking him out and you being recognised, which is then affecting him and you don't want him to be upset or him to yeah. be stressed out. Yeah. And then the homosexual side. Let's talk about all of that as being a parent. It must be quite tough. Well, it's. I've always been somebody who has been accepting. Mm. You know, um, Alex's dad was not from... Uh, uh, you know, was a, a different from a different culture. My husband now, I have a, a, a husband I've been married to for ten years. He's Moroccan, different culture again. Um, it's it's like for for me, everything has been an acceptance and a learning. So I will plunge myself into ev- anything, and I'm always I, I sort of I feel that I'm always quite open. Uh, my common sense is quite uh, you know I sort of have a common sense. So for me. Everything is natural. I never, I never bought specific toys. He had cars. He had dolls' houses. He had an Uber, but he also had um, Lego and loved Lego and loved. You know. So there's for me there was no like that's a him, that's a her. Right. And yeah. I remember saying, um, and not because I kind of had an inkling or anything like that. I didn't. You know, he had girlfriends when he was you know um, at a certain age. Uh, you know. 14 and things like that and he and I it, it didn't really he was just always him he mm. he's and so for me it wasn't like it didn't come as any shock and because obviously in my industry it's very you know people are very open about their sexuality anyway now mm. what I'm struggling with of the age I am which is nearly 56 I struggle and he's brilliant at teaching me all the other um identifications in the uh, gay, bisexual, LGBT Transgender, plus. Transgender, binary, yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, there's so, um, yeah. so many these days, isn't so there? So much, you know, and, and how people, are, you know, non-binary and, and I How they want to identify, yeah. Yeah, and I sort of said, and I still to this day say it, but I maybe again, I think it might be slightly a hippie 
uh, thing. And I think it's just the way I, I just think anyway. I said to him, you know what, Al? I, his name's Alex. I said, you know what, Al? Great name. I, I am great name. Fantastic name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that Dave ain't nice, but, you know. Oh, thanks. Alex thanks, is yeah. all right, too. Yeah. Um, but um, I was said, I said, oh, I've lost my thread now. Yeah. <laughs> that's menopause for you. Um, <laughs> the power of Alex. <laughs> that's, another bloody, that's another bloody subject. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Come on, help me out. Help yeah, me that, out. The, the, the menopause ones for mums, Prosecco's and a couple of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> you was talking about acceptance. Acceptance and, of oh, yeah. like tr- tr- sexuality and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. no, so, so he sort of taught me a lot of things, but uh, it, it, it's, it's, it is a very strange thing. I said to him, Al, uh, I, I, I want along for the day when the, there's no one in a box. Mm. I just want you to, I don't want to have to go, and he said, well, don't introduce me as Alex, my gay son. Don't say that. Do you Just think so, we'll ever get there? Do you think we'll ever get there? I don't know in my lifetime. I'd like to. Uh, no, I don't think it will happen. Because I think people, it's tribal. And I think people have to have, feel safe in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to see me just go, hello, you. Tell me about you. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, and, and you're that's interesting. Re- you know. That's a really good point, Cheryl. Definitely for me. Um and my upbringing, I, I I lost my dad when I was ten, so I yeah. was raised by by a single parent, my mum, yeah. who's an who's an absolute legend. I love my mum to pieces. She's a fantastic woman. She's so so strong mentally, yeah. and physically. Yeah. Um, but I I was always taught that love is love. It doesn't matter who, what, what you are. If you're non-binary, if you're transgender, it's not for me to judge you on no. how, well, we how you want to be anyone. you. Like, yeah. should, no, we shouldn't judge anyone because everybody, and going back to the mental health thing again, everybody does things for a reason. Now, I personally probably will never have any plastic surgery in my life, right, because right. because I, I, I just think, grow as i am i am what i am and there's things that's what makes us individual but i i can absolutely i've worked with groups of young people who um there's a group called fixers where there was this dad and and he took four thousand selfies a day to get the one selfie that Mm. he could post on social media and you know he was forever pumping his lips doing that and i just and i would and i i used to think, oh, my gosh, you poor love, you know, what, what is going on? What is going on in your head? And I think mm. that's it. I think if that person, if whoever's doing whatever they're doing to themselves or whatever, if they are finding, if, if, if it makes them happy in any way, who am I to judge that that's a wrong thing to do? Yeah, exactly. It's only when it's, you know, when you're literally self-harming yourself or doing something that, is blinkered to some people they can't see outside that blanket of fuzz mm, mm. you know i call it that you just go wow um you know that's when there's a whole heap of forest you get to get through you know what i mean mm, to kind of mm. see the end of the end of the light but um you know I, I i think we are such a judgmental and this i found this out when i married um when i married my husband or when i got together with my husband first of all and went to morocco do you know what was refreshing? The absolutely refreshing thing about it, not only just love the culture, love the, you know, everything, the sunshine, the, you know, the people, but I love the fact that they did not judge. doesn't matter mm. if you're fat, thin. They would rather, they would actually say to you, oh, lovely, lovely scarf or lovely, mm. you know, lovely top. 
They would they wouldn't be going. Oh God, look at her. She looks like she's got put on a few pounds. Yeah, but it's funny that you mention that because the the Eastern culture is so respectful. It's it's insane mm. that they they almost find it impossible to judge somebody. They've yeah. always got to be respectful yeah. to that person because they don't know who that person is. Yeah, they don't know their culture. Family. I mean, but I'm it's generalizing. So nice. I it's am so generalizing, refreshing. but I'm generalizing here. Um, um, and you know, that's again, maybe I shouldn't, but I mean, it is about people, is it? You judge a person by how you meet them and mm. what you give off, you want to come back. So if you're going to be, if you're one of these, if you're a completely uh, Debbie Daniel Dow downer, then mm-hmm. you will just always draw that to yourself. You're always going to have people around. And I'm not a sponge to be soaking up that kind of, I don't need that kind of, negativity yeah. negativity mm. because i'm too busy you know trying to kind of get Positive on with life, life and make yeah. it work mm. and, and 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 make the people around me work and be surrounded by like-minded but i mean it's not always easy to be like that because you're gonna mm. you know every you know everybody's different um, and that's that that is a fantastic point because i think it'd only be right for me to to talk cheryl about the the shit and the poison that um heather had on social media or in the public yeah. eye and everything oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Is that really, is that hard to handle when, when, okay, it's, you're portraying a character, but yeah, it's like, it's like any sort of rejection though, isn't it? It's like, any, mm. it's like, I mean, you have to be pretty tough in our game to be rejected for jobs daily by mm. daily by daily. If you don't yeah. get a job, you got, you know, thousand people go for the job. You don't get it. What do you do? You can't just keep going and, getting upset by it you you kind of figure out why or what do you do i mean the weird thing is it's going to sound very strange but maybe i'm a maybe my life's been a little bit (laughs) right so when i was at school there was a girl who had come into school had got pregnant had gone off school had a baby and come back and i didn't notice Okay. Now, and I okay. think that that's how I've sort of not lived my life in a complete bubble, but I don't notice things that are not on my sort of wavelength. Radar, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so like gossip about it kind of went over my head. I was too busy trying to learn to play instruments and and singing and. And I, I mean, you know, literally, I was like, I don't know if you know, the, there was a series in my time called Mr. Ben. He was a man who used oh, to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. A bit weird. He used to go into our thing, draw a curtain, come out, and he'd be in a Yeah, he used to go to a fancy dress shop fancy and have adventures. Yeah. Well, I was a little bit like that. I'd go, <laughs> can I go into the music cupboard? And I'd go into the music cupboard and come out like five weeks later playing an instrument. I don't know how mm. to read music. I just used to do it. So I was like the Mr. Ben of the music world. Mm. So for me, gossipy kind of things that kind of thing sort of i i didn't hear it or see it so when mm. people are because i always thought i looked i knew i was bigger than other mm. children i knew i was getting bullied I, and i did get bullied at school but I, I, humor was the way i got around it That's i would great. be funny um which i think a lot of people do they they yeah. kind of try and draw people on their side yeah that way. it's pretty much come up He's pretty yeah, much. Come up like, a lot. We've had we've had this conversation before. Like me, me and Dave mm. are both exactly the same. Like we're not yeah. we're not small guys by any mean. And my social media presence, if you want to call it that, I'm known on Instagram with the, with the followers that I've got as Big Al. Like, and it's 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 something that it's something I've had to learn to embrace and and yeah. just get on with. 
it's funny that the big reference, so ours had it with Big Al, I've had it with Big Dave, and I definitely remember it coming under Heather, Big Ev, yeah. But some of the storylines were sort of tackled that a little bit as well. It was like, you know, there was a whole one we filmed in Brighton where there was a bet where a load of blokes would kiss Heather. And it was mm. called um, like Kiss the Pig or something like that, or Snog the Pig, and um, maybe Shirley giving them a right hand or something and have getting upset. But it was like they were kind of, I think it was that thing of just showing that people can be so cruel, doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter if you're a kid, doesn't matter if you're an adult. We are, we don't, we judge, we prejudge, we look and, yeah, and we all do it. I am, mm. I, I've done it. You know, I do do it. I, I can't say I don't because I, there's something in us that's sort of built. Again, is it is it a protective thing? Is it a tribal thing? Is it something yeah. that we, we we need to protect ourselves to make ourselves, you know, the peacocks and be mm. the ones that are more presentable than, than the ones that lay on the late, you know, lay on the wayside. But I don't know. I just, it's kind of, I'm not to say it doesn't hurt me or hasn't hurt me. There are, there are more things that have hurt me, different things that have hurt me. I think when it affects my, when it affects my Alex or my husband yeah. or mm. the close people around me, when they are hurt by something that's written in a newspaper, and I, mm. and you know, I've had my fair share of that rubbish too. Mm. Um, uh, when 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 I see the people around me hurt, I become extremely protective. Yeah, and that's... it doesn't matter. Then it's like water off duck, ducks back to me. I just want to put my arms around them and go, "You don't touch, you don't touch my young." Yeah, mm. which leads me something I wanted to ask you about. Like I saw earlier in the year, there was this death hoax. <laughs> the madness that there was that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was um. I think it was a little bit of a misunderstanding. I don't quite know what, I can't remember what happened, but. <laughs> to give people the backstory, there, there was a, a there was a, 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 you were trending on Twitter for about two days that Heather Trot had, you know, the actress Cheryl Fox had died. Right. Which was just and, madness. Yeah. And I think what had happened was, if I'm, I might be not correct on this, but I think it was a certain anniversary of Heather's death. Oh, okay. So people had gone, Heather Trot has died. And then people then go, oh, Cheryl Ferguson's away, died. Yeah, they yeah. Go, again, there's no association between Heather Trot and Cheryl Ferguson. Right. Um, I mean, it's very interesting because sometimes when I meet people and they go, oh, you know, um, oh, like, oh, about, they talk about Heather and stuff. And I, and then, and I go, and I always sort of say to them, well, sometimes, you know, you don't want to get on the bad side of me because I can turn into Shirley. You know, and they forget, they go, oh, yeah, she's actually a human being, you know, and, and people will piss me off. You know, if you if you cut me up, I'm going to give you like a verbal thing. Like, yeah. mm. Or I might not give you a verbal, I might just turn around and say, oh, you've never made a mistake, arsehole. Do you know what I mean? I might mm. sort of, you know, uh, so, so people, people, you have to protect yourself because when you're in the public eye, it is not just protecting the people around you, but, and also nobody wants to be known as the horrible person. Do you know what I mean? I've met people before. I've met, you know, a bit like you were saying before, Dave, you know, you get, you do get starstruck by people. And I, you know, I, all the time people used to come in EastEnders and I'd, I'd sit there going, I'm so next to David Essex in the yeah. makeup chair. And this, you know, like, and I, you know, the temptation to kind of go, Oh, Miklaus! <laughs> really, <laughs> I was right in my tongue um, <laughs> until one day Linda Henry made me. She go, "Get your guitar out and sing to David." And I'm like, "Oh, for God's sake!" <laughs> you know, uh, so, Cheryl, uh, you, you are. You should do comedy uh, show. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 
couldn't do a stand-up thing now. Well, I, I, I also uh, think, Alex, you're Cheryl, you're one of the most grounded people we've had on here. Oh, 100%. Like, and I've got to ask, is there any regret? Is there any regret for, for Heather and the EastEnders thing? No, not at all. I think um, it's, it's hard to shake her off. Mm. Um, I remember um, getting my first because after Heather um, Panto, when I came out of when I came out of Enders, you know, you you get off a of Panto. I love the fact you all call it Enders as well, Enders, not East Enders. Yeah. It's always uh, Enders. Uh, Enders. Um, uh, I'd, I'd come out of um, of there, and you get off a of Panto, and they would always give you the fairy because it was fairy hair. Mm. She was lovely. Mm. And then I said, well, I said, oh, God, you know, somebody give me a wicked for crying out loud. Mm. I want to get me to, you know, to show that I'm, and I remember the producer, would you like to do a wicked? And I went, oh, my God, please. And then so, so it's just that thing of going, we're not, I'm not Heather Trot, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, mm. I am an actress and I do other things. Well, it's the same and, with Sean, isn't it? Like he gets yeah. it all the time. Like yeah. and he, and I think he embraced it in the end when he did the stuff with Ricky Gervais, like to be just Barry from EastEnders. Well, I've literally saw, I saw Sean the other uh, day. Him, uh, he came up to, to Blackpool to do a show up the road from me. Um, him, Bobby Davro, who was in EastEnders as well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. and um, a, guy, a, a comedian Billy Pierce. So the three of them were up in Blackpool doing it, and it was lovely to see him because I haven't seen Sean. I never worked with Sean on Enders, but um, you know, obviously he's kind of had that thing of shaking Barry off. Yeah, you know, it's mm. quite. But well, at the same time, that's what you're known as. So I, I would never, I don't regret Hev at all. I don't regret, I think it's the one of the most amazing roles I've been given. Um, but I also have to remind people that I've done lots of other things, you know. And Yeah, uh, and that that is the sad point with the not only the British public, but I suppose globally in the world. EastEnders yeah. is all over the world. It is. E- e- everybody will always know you as Hev. And yeah. Me and Alex, we, we've had an, another actor on in the past, last season, a, a guy called Josh Myers, who is a British um, actor, and he's really well known for the whole gangster film, so Rise right. of the Foot Soldier, that kind right, of thing. Right. He's very Danny Dyer-esque. Yeah. Very Dyer, yeah. And we, we spoke to him about being pigeonholed. Do you find that you get pigeonholed for stuff now where you're like, I don't want to be Heather anymore. I don't want to do that role. Like you said about you want something nasty. You don't always want to be the good guy. Do you really have to yeah. battle with that pigeonholing? Um, a little bit. Well, what's, what's, I mean, comedy. Comedy is something that people latch onto with me. Musicals, because I can sing, and people don't really realise that. So, like, the last four and a half years, I've been touring, funny enough, menopause and musical. Um, I, I kind of came off of that bandwagon not because I've become unmenopausal but actually probably because I've become more menopausal but um, <laughs> um but, and I came off that because I need to get back on screens again and I've been you know I'm doing and there's I mean I'm doing uh, a thing at the minute for the BBC called Dodger I'm in uh, a guest in a, a really great episode and that's about um pre-Oliver Twist so it's set in uh, uh Dickens time it's great because I'm playing sort of um lady of the house uh but you know down uh, downstairs lady of the house housekeeper mm. um we've got a great cast but chris eccleston as um who was my doctor who when i was in doctor who he's playing fagin there's you know it's great cast and you suddenly go mm. yeah lovely bit of period piece fantastic gives me a bit of a chance to play something you know oh and a bit of a drunk in it and something a bit different yeah the next thing i'm about to do which the only thing i can say is that it's a netflix series oh nice <laughs> is um is that which I'm coming down to London to do in the next couple of weeks? Is uh, uh, is gonna be interesting, as Ooh. in I don't know what people 
well, I know what, what people are going to say. The person writing it is an amazing, absolutely amazing comedy writer. And it's um, done in a sort of documentary style. I've heard whispers of this already. I think I know what you're talking Yeah. Okay. So, um, but anyway, and the weird thing about this, these whispers is that I, as long as I don't say what it is, mm. the weird thing is there's been briefs gone out saying Cheryl Ferguson's doing this. Mm. So all these other actors and blah, 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 that have, and agents and everybody else has this brief that's gone out that when they were casting it saying Cheryl Ferguson's in this. So I, I'm going, I didn't say nothing. I know nothing yeah. about, you know, I don't, I, whoever said anything is, got, is the person who's had that information, not me. But but when it's um, when it comes out, that's going to be an interesting thing. But I'm already sort of, um, they're already thinking about writing me for the Dodger series two, which they weren't going to do before. So things like that are just kind of nice. But something wicked would be nice. I, I fancy, it's like a bit like Pauline Quirk in Broadchurch, when she's a bit yeah. of a... Yeah. I'd yeah. love to do something like that or, you know... Um, just shock the shit out of everybody. Like. Yeah, you know, weirdly, something playing something like Rose West or something. Ooh, that's a great shout. Jesus a bit, Christ, you know, Cheryl, that's a bit. No, no but I mean, like just they're so different. So, mm. like, you know, get the glasses on. Get the air. Yeah, you, know, you could air pull. Up. You could put her off. I reckon I could. I reckon yeah. I could. But I don't know. You know, that's a bit near the knuckle at the minute. I don't think in it. Mm. Well, that's a phrase I never thought I'd hear myself say. You could pull yeah. Rose West off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> near, near the knuckle as well. That's a bit close. Oh, Cheryl, yeah. we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. I know. Thanks, absolutely Rose. sensational. Um, one of yeah, the best chats we've had. You're doing a great job, lads. Honestly, I mean, just keep it up and keep getting the people on. And I hope you're, um, you know, let's get the. Let's get more people listening and talking. Yeah, talking for me, definitely. Yeah. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honour to have you right. on, Cheryl. Well, thank you um, Before we started recording, I did get a little bit starstruck because we have Cheryl Ferguson sitting on a Zoom call talking to us. and um, Picking her ears out, get the wax pick- out of her ears. <laughs> <laughs> if this was visual, I'd be like, oh, dirty old cow. But, if- but look. <laughs> It, it's been an absolute honour for me and Alex to have yeah, you on here. Thank, no, you yeah, thank you for gracing us. Yeah, thank you from me, Cheryl. It was amazing. No, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's been Take a care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, there we go. I mean, we're, giggling, we're giggling because obviously we've just had a, we've stopped recording and then we have a chat with Gerald after for a good what 20 minutes half hour uh, I just got a massive smile on my face she's she like the, she's, she's like the best day out ever like we just if, said then to her um, oh we'll go out for some food after like you know if you're down London she said yeah definitely I'm down here down then um, <laughs> because I don't say no to food she goes but we'll take care boys see you later she's trying to knock out the Zoom and she's going how'd you get that fucking thing how the fuck are you doing it very much she had she had sworn for the Not whole really, of the thing yeah. on the podcast yeah. and she's like fucking can't get her fucking <laughs> she was honestly um, um, I know we probably I've, sat quite a I've lot I've got but, my jaw ache yeah. from laughing and smiling too much she, she has some great anecdotes great stories great great advice and um, she's so mentally strong. I know. Like, I know. She said she said it a couple of times about this the hippie side of her. Yeah. Where she, she doesn't like she just doesn't let anything bother her. And yeah, she's not been labelled either. Massive respect to you, Cheryl. You come across a million times the strong woman that we that we knew that you would be when we approached you about coming onto the podcast. So look, massive respect. Really enjoyed Much it. Much love to your Great family. Guest. Huge love to your son Alex as well. Uh, it was just really nice, really nice to hear. 
it was just refreshing as well because like you to hit to the realism of like, like I don't, I don't use the word struggling actor because she's not, but um, just during that time through the pandemic and through COVID of what she had to go through and how many so actors went through. The first time you've heard it, the first yeah. time you've genuinely heard it. Yeah. She was like on me ass, didn't have no money. They, yeah. they stopped my entire industry. I mean, mm. that's the first time that you would hear that. They, they're not going to put that on the news at 10. No, Do you know what I mean? But that's the first time you've heard it genuinely from somebody that said, no, look, it was shit. I was on my ass. I didn't have no money coming in. Everything had stopped. That's fantastic. Fantastic guess. Right. So let's do it. The first ever crazy corner Ooh. of the podcast. Now, it's going to be Hilarious different. Hilarious headline, yeah. It's be different this time around this series. We will have people doing it every so often, but just for pure comedic value, me and Dave are going to do it. We're going to pick stories each week. Um, so... I think with that being said, let's get into it. Look, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. I've got a bad feeling about this. Right. So I'm going to go first. Oh, now this is pressure, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go first. Episode one, season two, Mr. Alexandra Casey is stepping up whoa, to the mark. Whoa, and- hold on a minute. Did you say Alexandra? Yeah. No, that's the girls' version, isn't it, dickhead? It's Alexander. Mate, I thought you're non-binary now. <laughs> oh, you stickhead. <laughs> no, I'm not. And I've fair play to everyone out there who are who is, but I'm not. Yeah, I didn't mean that any offence. I was right. just trying to be funny. So this is the right. headline. This is from the let's, mirror. Let's have it. Oh, from, okay. Mm. From the mirror. Tell you what, we'll go with this one. Ready? <laughs> so here we go. The first one. I'm going to read it this week. Okay. I'm going to try and knock your socks off with this. Okay. But big shoes to fill as well from, from what we've had in series one. So massive shoes. Bear Episode one, season two, Alex Casey stepping up to the mark. In back. Man mortified after realizing he buried his neighbor's cat thinking it was his own. <laughs> 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 A man's cat had gone missing when he. <sighs> right. I'm struggling to read. Okay. <laughs> and this is the fucking seventh time we've tried this because I haven't got my glasses. We've, this is the second story we've tried. <laughs> God, this could be a long story. It's just funnier than the actual headline. Right. You ready? A man's cat had gone missing. And when he went to search for it, he found a dead feline with the exact same markings. So he buried that instead. But it turned out to be a lookalike. <laughs> a lookalike. A man was less mortified. A man was left mortified after buying his neighbor's cat which was mistakenly thought was his own. Sharing his story in. anonymous... Huh? Burying, not buying. He said buying his name is Cat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm struggling. A man who was left mortified after burying his neighbor's cat, which he mistakenly thought was his own. Sharing his story, I did go to school. I have got an education, but I can read and write. But completely oh, not. Sharing his story anonymously, the man said that his favourite pet, literally named favourite, had gone missing. So when he went in search of the wayward feline, his heart dropped when he found a cat with the exact same markings as favourite. Wow. It, it was very sick and sadly passed away, his cat. Distraught the man... Distraught, the man took the lifeless feline home and buried it in his garden. 
So he was understandably shocked when his favourite cat arrived back home in the middle of the night. <laughs> that would fuck you up, mate. The cat coming in that you've just buried. Oh, the middle It's a ghost cat. It's a ghost cat. <laughs> Sharing his story, the man said that he had been on holiday and left the cat in the care of a neighbour when favourite went missing. He said, when I arrived from work just before dinner, I noticed my black and white cat named favourite was missing. Something that is not usual for him at that time of day. Favourite? Yeah, he's called his cat Favourite. That's the confusion. That's why I'm struggling to read it. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Weird name. Yeah. Well, each your own. Each your own. Mm. I went to look for him in the surroundings and talked to my friend, friendly neighbour. Just as I arrived at my neighbour's house, I noticed a black and white cat, apparently sick and in a very bad condition, lying down. My heart was pounding and I could not believe that I was just found my cat. Is it worth mentioning that the cat was in another neighbour's backyard and I could not go there without permission to help and identify Favourite? <laughs> Guys, you're starting to read it like a dear Deirdre. I know, it's good, isn't it? I'm getting, I'm getting in the flow. <clears throat> I knocked and asked my friendly neighbour if she saw our cat, to which she replied, no, I've not seen that little shit in days. <gasps> my suspicions rose immediately. I thought my neighbour might have murdered my cat. So I was furious. After the cat came over to my side of the garden, lifeless, I noticed that his last breaths were being taken. I kissed favourite on the forehead as he passed away in my arms. I buried, I buried him at the bottom of the garden, stiff dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking grim. That is grim. Later that night, my heart almost stopped. As I was Who was stiff? The cat. Or <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Even though he was, <laughs> yeah. well, his favourites just died, you know. <laughs> There's a reason why it's my, a favourite. Yeah. My heart almost stopped as I was having my dinner. I had to double take as my cat walked into the front room. I leapt up. Favourite, favourite, you're alive. But how can this be? I went into the garden half expecting to see a mound of, mu- mound of mud surfaced. However, the grass was still laying as it was led. Uh, the, the grass was still laid as it was left. I then realised, after tears and sobbing and a nice cup of tea, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'd buried a cat from four doors down. <laughs> Missing posters went up with weeks that followed. My God, he left it weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's crushed, but he left it weeks to tell anyone. And I still to this day have not had the courage to tell my neighbour four doors down. <gasps> no. Mate. For this, I am truly, truly sorry. I have left the area now, and this was 15 years ago. <laughs> 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 and both cats are no, no doubt and, and both favourite and the four door down cat is dead oh mate uh, do you have a story to tell we'd like to hear oh no that's the email for the mirror yeah. <laughs> mate so let's break that very, very very wrong he should have owned up straight away yeah but at the same time I'm not a lover of cats well nor am I and you know let's have it right I just think if the cat came in my garden, game is game. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know. <laughs> but what I must just say is I would love to have seen his face when that cat came in at night. His actual cat. I'd have been like, fuck, it's a ghost cat, it's a ghost cat. I, 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 prob- I probably would have killed it thinking it's a ghost cat. I probably would have like, kicked it. That would have scared the absolute shit out of me. Especially if it's like, like the man clearly lives alone, like... 
Cat was his his favourite. Cool, it's called favourite yeah. for God's sakes. So that, but that for him, that'd be like a kid dying and a kid come back. That's just like, that's what I mean, mate. The, the cat walking into your house when you think you've just buried it, that would have scared the absolute bejesus out of me. So I, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what was better: the fact that um, he buried his neighbour's cat, or the fact that you couldn't read it for what was the best part of 20 minutes yeah no yeah so i'll edit most of it <laughs> it just took me no, no wonder we used to get other people to do it i can't fucking read it. <laughs> very good well good but, good, uh, good luck next week we all won excellent return of the podcast season yeah. two episode one done we have to thank the fantastic cheryl ferguson yeah, for coming so on much, and, and giving us insights to her life and what she gets up to um now that she isn't heather anymore uh thanks for talking so openly about your son and all the struggles that he has faced but also overcome thanks Definitely. to you mate Thanks to everybody else. Yep. Welcome back for season two. We hope you all enjoyed it. Now that everything has changed, embrace the new changes, embrace the new sponsorship, increase on the old, and thank you for listening. You, you done? Um, I think so. I think, I think a lot so. of people have noticed coming into series two that Dave's obviously took a lot more of the, the mic time. So I'll just echo what he said. Um, yeah, now I've got my new glasses. I can actually see what's going on. So uh, another dig because I can't. Well, yeah, yeah. Look, you're digging me out for being fat and bald, so I'm going to dig you out. That I've got, <laughs> I've got my glasses on. I can see you can't. Uh, what'd you call me? What? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Lads, Dads and a Couple of Beers. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of Lads, Dads and a Couple of Beers. As always, we always encourage people, if you've been affected by anything you've heard in this week's episode, please talk to someone. Please reach out to someone. Failing that, if you're finding that too tough, there are some fantastic online support networks out there. Betterhelp.com offer mental health counselling via text, chat or video call. Also, give us a shout.org for a free 24-7 mental health tech support in the UK. If you text shout to 85258, someone will text you back. They offer tech support when you're feeling like you can't cope. No matter what you're going through, they're there to help. Take care, guys, and look after yourselves.